What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And Happy New Year to you. I can still say that because it's still January. Well, unless you're listening to this podcast in like July, then it's not January for you, but... For me today here, it's still January, so Happy New Year, and we're, we're talking today actually about that, you know, the significance of hanging up that new calendar, because really when it comes right down to it, right, that's the only thing that changes is that, that calendar, right, but, you know, for most of us, it brings on a lot of, uh, you know, we go deep inside, we look at our businesses, we look at our, our past uh, successes and what we perceive as failures, and we do all this planning, we plan for the next year, and la di da di da 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 So, and I think that's good. I think that's good that we have that reminder in our lives. Otherwise, I'll tell you what, there aren't enough business owners who even really go ahead and develop plans for the new year. So, without the official turn of a new year and the act of hanging up that new calendar or however else you mark it in a physical sense, you know, I don't think many people would. And goal setting is is so important. But you know what? Only 8% of the people who actually set goals achieve them. So that's what I'm all about, is the mindset behind the goals. It's not just the act of setting goals. Anybody can do that, really. Most people can be strategic to some point or make plans or have dreams or however you do your goals. Most people can do that, but most people cannot achieve them. So, you know, we want to raise our odds, right? We, we want to see what we can do to, to really make that happen. And, and that's a part of what we're talking about today. You know, great opportunities come along almost every day for a lot of entrepreneurs, but only those who choose and plan wisely succeed in those. 8%? Wow. <laughs> That's not a lot. So entering into the new year, as we said, it's the perfect time to evaluate these goals and create new goals and let go of or create new strategy around the things that just aren't working. But many entrepreneurs start off on the wrong foot and they never course correct. They forget reminders and forget goal setting, and they hold on to those hopes and dreams with, like, blinders on. And it's just, it's, it's painful to watch because it doesn't have to be that way. But I really and truly understand it because I've done it myself. You know, we, we just, we get into these dreams and we say, we can't fail, we can't fail. But that keeps us from really seeing the big picture and making it happen. So today we're going to talk about some of the mistakes, some, because I couldn't fit them all in an hour, right, that I see entrepreneurs making and, and talk about a little 
strategy that I have that I call dreams to reality balancing act, okay? And, and that is really taking a look at your dreams and your goals and, and seeing what the reality of them truly is. And I've got a powerful question for you, too, toward the end of this podcast, you know, talking about something that you can ask yourself uh, when you are setting these new goals. You know, one of the things that I see out there in terms of mistakes is that those same old mistakes, like, recycle themselves throughout the business world. And so that makes it especially sad to see entrepreneurs miss critical opportunities or hold on to to, to dreams that are really more like pipe dreams instead of reality-based or to make mistakes because they're not paying attention to what other entrepreneurs are doing and to input from experts. And that's easy to get stuck in that rut because you're busy. You're overwhelmed already. Who has time for education and for parsing and sorting through advice that may or may not be right for you? You know, we do learn from our mistakes, and entrepreneurs really need to take more time to learn from the mistakes of others, okay? Here's the thing. You know, we hold on to our dreams along with the plan and how we think we're going to create them so hard because sometimes that's the only thing that gives us hope. Sometimes we get so locked up in that, that plan A that we forget there's always a plan B and a plan C and, and well, honestly, infinite opportunities and possibilities. But we forget that. We think that what we're engaged in today is our only choice and we have nothing to move forward to. And that is not true. So don't mistake, I am not saying that we should not dream big and persevere and work hard and keep plunging away. In fact, just the opposite, perseverance is not to be confused, though, with blind stubbornness. Okay, now, here's an example of, this is such a great example of, of what I see as stubbornness versus common sense and where education and looking at the mistakes of others really could have played out well for this entrepreneur, okay? Do you ever watch Shark Tank, ABC's Shark Tank? I love that program. It's so validating to me as a coach because I sit there saying the same things that, that, that the sharks say. What do you mean? You can't do that. Yeah, that's crazy. Why, why, why? You know, or, ooh, that's great. Those are great numbers. I love it. I'm not ashamed to admit that I really look forward to it. That's one show on television I really look forward to watching. And it's also just fun to see what wonderful and creative ideas the small business owners are up to and what issues they encounter or whether or not the sharks believe that their concept can succeed because there are a lot of concepts that just aren't going to succeed as the entrepreneur uh, sees them. And it's, it's interesting to witness those fatal mistakes that these not new entrepreneurs make, especially when they're in the shark tank. <laughs> okay, so... A couple weeks ago, I'm watching Shark Tank, and one entrepreneur was over her head in the most classic misconception about product-driven businesses, and that is 
when I have a purchase order or a promise actually of a purchase order, promise of deal sign, the money is in the bank. Okay, so this business owner had been up and running for four years and she hadn't hit the $100,000 mark yet. She had a product that she was selling that she thought was very, very unique. I'm not so sure the jury's out on that, in my opinion. But she was certainly optimistic that her next year's projections, even though she was under $100,000, in uh, revenues and, and a very, very small profit margin, her next year's projections of $1.9 million were just a certainty in her mind, right? Well, of course, you know, I, I looked at the television. I said, what? you got to be kidding. What do you have? You know, what's going on? And every shark balked at these pie-in-the-sky projections too. And her defense was this. She had a number of orders from major retailers, not one, but many, on the table, quote unquote. Now, these are unsigned, unconfirmed, and frankly, highly unlikely orders. Even so, let's, let's just stretch the imagination and say that these orders did hit. How could this solopreneur possibly keep up with demand? Okay, she's right now manufacturing at $100,000 in retail price sales, right? And she thinks she's going to go up to almost $2 million just about overnight. It would, it would put her out of business. She didn't have a manufacturing plant. Everything was being manufactured in a very small environment with, with her being very hands-on. So, you know, maybe she could have had a business and maybe these orders would come through. But the tragic part is that based on her aggressive and inaccurate projections, this woman was ready to give away a huge share of her company. I don't remember, but I think it was like 40% of her company. This is just a perfect example of how mistakes compound themselves, leading to the demise of, of so many small businesses. So, you know, I, I wouldn't expect someone in her position to bar all belief that her really big break is just ahead. You know, we have to believe and we have to be optimistic. But she counted her her eggs before they hatched, right? Her, her overly optimistic and, and I would say naive disposition kept her from striking a, a realistic deal with one of the sharks. And, um, you know, it's sad because I think... I think I got the sense the way they were looking at her until she said this that that maybe one of them might have invested realistically. So she didn't make it out of the tank with a shark or two in tow. Instead, this entrepreneur just she misinterpreted the facts and lost a chance to fund her dream. And I checked out her website the next day because you know me, small business, I'm curious. And you could tell that the Shark Tank episode had aired quite a while ago, and you could also tell that she was in, in startup mode still, very much in startup mode, and she did not have any major retailers listed on her site. She, she had a little letter on there saying that they were still, you know, still hoping for these orders to come in and, and such. So, you know, that's mistake number one. Don't ever feel like the money is in the bank or the big the big turn for you is just ahead if you stay status quo. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs put all their eggs in one basket. And when that opportunity comes along, they just, they become, they fall into this myopic vision set and they don't keep their eye on the big picture. 
Now, we have to be optimistic, right? We have to look for the opportunities, but many times I see businesses really suffering because the entrepreneur pulls his or herself away from the core business, the part that is making money, to explore these opportunities, not just initially, but on an ongoing basis. They keep chasing them, even though they become more and more distant. So really gauge yourself with opportunities. And remember that true entrepreneurs take very calculated risks. They don't risk their homes. They gamble with other people's money or money that that wouldn't kill them to lose, money that they can afford to lose. So don't perpetuate your mistake. Entrepreneurs hold on to cash-draining businesses in the hopes that things are going to get better. Make sure you stop and evaluate, and we're going to talk more about that after we come back from our first break. I am so glad to see you here, and I look forward to coming right back at you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet.com. Helen Wu was born and raised in San Francisco's Chinatown. And after a very difficult upbringing, fighting depression, abuse, and addictions, she finally finds herself genuinely happy inside and out. Helen believes in taking our positive thinking and doing something positive to achieve a positive outcome. She's here to make a positive difference in your life, to be your game changer, your aha moment mentor. She's ready to help both men and women get into a better place. Helen Wu is also the author of Self-Aid Success Stories, 25 Success Stories from Successful Entrepreneurs. Inspired by Ellen DeGeneres, Helen wants the world to know that just because we find ourselves in a difficult situation doesn't mean we have to stay there. We can aid ourselves to a better life. So join us for Self-Aid Success Stories with Helen Wu. Wednesday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Get ready for smart health with your host, Dr. Glenn Mia. Friday afternoons at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Smart Health is a one-hour program dedicated to discussions, interviews, and news in the ever-changing world of medicine. Information leads to smart choices, and smart choices lead to a healthier lifestyle. That's the quote of host and broadcast journalist Dr. Glenn Mia, M.D. This magazine-style radio show is a fast-paced program bringing together medical experts, authors, and patients to examine what works and what doesn't in staying healthy. Dr. Glenn Mia is a board-certified physician in pediatrics and internal medicine. His philosophy to wellness starts with an investment. He says proper nutrition, rest, and exercise are the best personal investments to maintaining good health. So join us for Smart Health with Dr. Glenn Mia. Fridays at 2 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
Hey, and going into break, we're talking about mistake number one. The money is in the bank is what I'm calling it. And it doesn't always have to refer to money. It can refer to opportunity too. Sometimes, you know, we think our big break is here and we take ourselves away from our business far too hard and far too long in, and, and we get really tripped up. In, in this opportunity instead of really balancing opportunity with current events. Big mistake, you know. And, and so how do we avoid this? Well, very honestly, I think the best way to avoid it is to have someone working with you like a coach or, or a really experienced mentor because we, and I include myself in this, when I say we do have blinders on when it comes to our own business, it's hard to always make brilliant choices and to create brilliant opportunities when you're inside of that box. And I always say it's really important to take a bird's eye view of your business. But man, I never say that that's easy. Okay, so having a coach, working with a coach or mentor can can really help you to step out of that box, take the blinders off, and look at the whole thing if you let go of your stubbornness. Entrepreneurs can be really stubborn because, you know, their dream is it's something we protect almost like we protect our children. It's 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 crazy what we do. And you know, I worked recently with one entrepreneur whom I respect so much. She, I'm, I'm going to call her Julie. Um, Julie had a company that was, um, you know, making some money, but she was working way too hard for the amount of money that it was bringing in. It, it showed some promise, but it had it had a lot of downside to it. And Julie, frankly, didn't do her homework going in when she created this company. She didn't realize that mass producing her product was going to be a huge issue because it was a very seasonal product that people would want all year round. So, so Julie didn't do her homework. There were a few other things that caused some wrinkles. And, uh, you know, she was pursuing her dream. She wanted to work for herself and have that freedom. But Julie realized that this was not freedom. I mean, really, freedom, we look for financial freedom. We look for freedom in time. We look for freedom to make our own choices that are healthy and wise. You know, freedom means a lot of things to entrepreneurs. And most entrepreneurs, in small business anyway, you know, fall into that freedom trap where they're not achieving those things, but they, they think that they are or soon will. So through coaching, Julie realized that this wasn't for her. And, you know, that there we do have infinite opportunities and possibilities. She was stuck in that rut of not believing there was anything else out there for her. And I can, I can happily report that today, after only a few short months of coaching, uh, Julia has started a new job with a larger company and she's making a lot more money than she was with her own company. She's got uh, predictable hours and uh, so far, thus far, she's really, really happy. So I know job, a three-letter word, but that was an option for Julia. For other people, there are other choices. So never think that this is the only place you can be and the only choice you can make because it's so not true. And working with a coach can really help you to see that. Let's move on to mistake number two because I feel like even though I'm on the show alone today that we're not going to make it through all of these things. So I just want to give you so much and, and, and I hope that 
that you find value in this because it's just it's so near and dear to my heart that you know entrepreneurs start acting out of a place you know where where we're we're serving ourselves and not just others. So mistake two is doing it alone. You know, I when I first started coaching, I thought I was going to coach startups, uh, real startups. I mean, like like solopreneur type startup companies, not tech startups and and the kinds of startups that you often hear of um, in that realm. But but solopreneurs, um, down dirty gritty home office startups, right? But what I learned very quickly, back then at least, maybe things are changing now because I am getting more startup type people uh, in my my coaching calendar here. Um, A lot of times people who are starting up do it alone because they're lost in the excitement and the vision and they think that because they were technicians, because they're, for instance, a massage therapist and they know that work very, very, very well. And all they have to do is get more clients. So doing it alone is a mistake because that is the farthest thing from truth, that all you have to do is get more clients. First of all, if you go into business for yourself and you're a technician, like um, – Oh, I don't know, a chiropractor, a uh, massage therapist, a coach, a consultant. You know what you're going to find is that you're going to be able to engage in your work maybe 20% of the time and 80% of the time you're going to be marketing and networking and actually doing the things that are supposed to build your business. And that's so disheartening once startup people in the startup mode realize that, uh, wow, I, I, it's, it's not easy to get five clients in the door every day. Oh my goodness. It's, it's really, really, really a lot of work. And for most people, very, very, very difficult. So, so they plunge in thinking they know everything and they do it all alone. And then what happens, and this is my sweet spot. This is where I love to catch an entrepreneur when she's, she's two, three years or more into her or his business and they realize the mistakes that they're making, and uh, but the business shows promise, but they're just not making it. You know, that's the person I love to coach because now we can go in and scale that business properly because that entrepreneur is now ready to to hear another experienced person's take on it and and to follow some guidance and really find out what is right for them. So coaches, again, you know, coaches, mentors, boards of advisors are are wonderful. And, you know, these people uh, will volunteer. You know, most of us know people who are good in areas of business that we're not, and they will volunteer to help you. And if you don't have a mentor, mentor, someone you can ask, um, or you can't afford a coach, then virtual mentors are are important. You know, follow your favorite business owners. Look at what they do. Follow their business on Facebook and Twitter and read read autobiographies and stories of businesses who have succeeded and build that into your saying, I know, you're rolling your eyes saying, yeah, where am I going to find this time? Well, I'll tell you what, this time is just as important as going out and finding clients. It really and truly is. So you build that time to read and study and research into your weekly schedule. You have to. I'm sorry. It's just that way. Okay, mistake number three. Here we go. Oh, this one just just pains me to even say. 
because there are pros and cons to doing this, okay? But I get to see a lot of cons. in the, Now, again, we're talking small business, right? Um, I like to coach businesses up to, I don't know, maybe $5 million. Um, and many of my businesses are bringing in under 100000 So um, bringing on a business partner with your eyes closed to the reality, okay? I'm not saying business partners are a bad idea. What I'm saying is that we, and again, yours truly included, I've never brought on an official business partner, but I have gotten caught up in the excitement of having someone to brainstorm an idea with, someone to have accountability with, someone to who you know helps me to feel I'm not in a project all on my own. And that can lead us to just kind of saying, okay, let's do it. 50-50 partner handshake. Ooh, ooh, bad idea. Okay, these things happen usually out of either fear because you're alone, you're feeling trapped, you don't want to do it alone, you don't entirely maybe think you know what you're doing, or hope, or again, just that loneliness. So here are a few points, a few pointers. If you can start out your partnership in an unofficial way, just for a little while to see how you work together. Unless there's a lot of an expense being incurred or a lot of cash coming in, I think that's a good idea. You know, test the waters. Be very clear about what responsibility belongs to whom. And go on and kind of do it as two separate entities for a little while until you get a sense of how it's going to work, okay? Then definitely you want a contract that an attorney has drawn up, not something that you write out on your own. If you can't afford an attorney to do this, you have no business going into business with someone else, okay? Hire an attorney to do this. And no 50-50 stuff, no 50-50 ownership. Oh my gosh, doomed, doomed, doomed. If you do this, I can promise you that the best of partnerships go through times that are very tumultuous and um, many, many partnerships. Oh, I, I should look up the stats on this because I'm sure they're very high. In my experience, many partnerships end up collapsing, okay? And in many cases, the company goes out of business or has to be redesigned, okay, by one partner. It seems like there's always one partner who is seen as a slacker um, or there's major conflict in, in what we want, okay? So somebody has to own, even if it's 51-49, somebody has to own the majority because decisions have to be made. And sometimes when you're at an impasse and no one's willing to break, this can be the, the breaker, okay? That ownership, pulling out the ownership card. It's ugly, but it has to be done. Make sure that you have each very defined roles and responsibilities so that you don't step on one, another to, one another's toes, okay? And uh, we're going into break. So when we come back, I'd like to talk more about how to determine those roles and responsibilities just very briefly um, so that you can understand more of what I'm trying to get across on that, okay? And uh, have frequent meetings. Meet weekly, even if you're in the same office or whether you're in the same office or virtual, you have to meet with an agenda every single week and engage in very open, honest communication without feelings being hurt and such. And of course, again, coaching. 
either one coach together or two separate coaches. Personally, I like one coach together unless there are um, fears and such engaged and you find a coach who's better qualified for that. Alrighty, here we go. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Join the Executive Business Seminar with author and trainer, Dr. Risa Wolf, Ph.D. Are you looking for practical business tips and techniques for dealing with difficult situations or lowering speaking anxiety? Then this show is where you need to be if you are a business owner, corporate executive, or anyone ambitious about their career growth. Dr. Risa Wolf draws from her extensive mentoring background for business leaders and executives and interviews leaders who have practical solutions. Join Dr. Risa Wolf every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for your edition of the Executive Business Seminar right here on ABRN, the All Business Radio Network. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. All righty. So I hope that uh, some of these mistakes might, uh, my identifying, I should say, some of these mistakes might help you to kind of take a look at what you're doing and know where you need to revise the plan and know where you need to reach out for hope and for help and hope <laughs> and and understand where to get that from okay because i get a lot of calls from uh, people who are in business and sure they're married and they have a great relationship but they feel distraught because their spouse just isn't giving them the kind of emotional support that they want and need in their business. Don't look to your spouse for that. That is not his or her job, okay? That wasn't a part of the contract. They are giving you support, right? They're there. They're living in the household with you. They're they're on board with you having this business. Or if they're not, then that's another red flag, you know, heads up. Why not? Time to take a look at that, right? So... 
let's take a look at what, what I was talking about in terms of the 50-50 uh, partnership. Don't do that. Have an out clause in your contract, right, because you're going to have an attorney uh, do this for you. And uh, where we left off was the defined roles. Now, how do you do that? Okay, here's the thing. Entrepreneurs are very possessive and controlling of things around their business, oftentimes. A great entrepreneur is not necessarily that way. Because a great entrepreneur understands that others have strengths that will balance the business that they do not possess, okay? So the idea here, folks, is to surround yourself with people who, you know, I say chidingly, I say, who are smarter than you are. Okay, that's not really the truth. They're not necessarily smarter, but they can do things even better than you can. When you hire an employee or take on a partner or what have you, you know, always ask this question, will I learn something from them? Will I learn something from this person? I don't care if you're hiring a shipping clerk. Is there something in their nature their skill, the way they can expedite things. Is there something I will learn from this person? Okay, watch for those things. Then you know you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Okay, so do this by identifying strengths. Even though you may not want to let go of the decisions around marketing, that may be your business partner's strength. Okay, uh, even though you may not want to let go of decisions around um you know, uh, HR, for instance, maybe that's what your business partner is really good at. So you have to let go of some things, identify strengths, and get your roles and responsibilities in writing. That way, you know, even if you are 4951 or, goodness forbid, 5050, you know who is going to make the final decision. If my partner's role includes all HR decisions, okay, then, and we are having an argument over the right person to hire who's great for the job, sure, I get to express my voice and my opinion, but my partner gets to make that final decision. And hopefully, if you have a great relationship, then your voice will be heard and your opinions will weigh in. Okay, so make sure that you define one another's roles and responsibilities based on strengths, what you're best at, and what you most love to do. Okay, so that's mistake number three, that bringing on a business partner with your eyes closed to reality. Please don't do it. It just causes oh, financial devastation, emotional devastation, and the ruin of many, many a good relationship. Mistake number four, and this, again, is a really big one, and that's no plan for growth. A lot of companies do grow overnight, okay? A lot of companies do um, bring in just enough money for the person who's at the helm to quit their job, or the hope of quitting their job is there and and so so they do it because they can see the potential or the potential is there I should say okay but they believe that just going kind of along with status quo is enough okay here's the thing I got an, I've got another good example for you this weekend 
someone, I was talking uh, about nutrition with somebody over at the coffee house, you guys, by now, now, no. Now know that I love to hang out at the local neighborhood coffee house, and we have our little chat groups there, and I run into people there. I love it. And so we're talking about nutrition, and I do my best to stay away from dairy because I know for me that's it's just not it's not great for me, and it's pretty easy for me to do. So she was saying that there's this almond based, like almond milk, almond based. Uh, yogurt that she hears is just amazing, amazing stuff. So I'm like, great, I'd love to look into that. I like yogurt every now and then. So we looked it up online and we went to the website and what did we see? Oh my gosh, I just, I want to call these people up and say, I'm a coach and I've got an opening, <laughs> you know, come on board. Apparently they have a great product. They're in Whole Foods, they're in Jewel, they're in another, you know, a few major chains. But they couldn't handle the production demands, supply and demand. They couldn't handle it. And so they are not putting out their product right now while they're on a roll and while people want it because they don't have a production facility, mostly because um, their product is almond-based and almond is an allergen that dairy facilities do not want to bring in, right? And so they're having a problem finding a facility to make their yogurt who that is willing to introduce almonds into their environment. Wow. I mean, come on. You couldn't see that one coming? You know, we're making this yogurt in our kitchen and we're selling it. It's going gangbusters. How are we going to how are we going to make it when we need, you know, 20,000 units a week? You don't see this one coming? Well, you should. And again, if if there was a coach in the picture there, they would have seen this one coming. So it's tragic because I don't know. I don't know if this business will be able to pick up momentum again because I'll tell you what, a store like Whole Foods, they're rigid. They're rigid and uh, you can't meet their supply and demand. Whole Foods does not like to let down their customers, okay? You may not get another chance with a store like that. So, you know, have a plan for growth. If you're product-based, um, Take a look at what it will take to grow and what would happen. Ask yourself all these questions. Okay, what will happen when I need to produce you know, 100 times what I'm producing? What will happen if uh, Macy steps into the picture and says, yeah, we want to bring that on board. Um, send us 300 units next week. What will happen? And have a plan for growth ready to go, okay, and implement it as you see things changing, implement it in pieces, all right, so it, it's so important to have that plan for growth, and again, I feel like I'm, I'm um, selling coaching on the show, I'm not trying to sell coaching, I'm trying to help you to understand the value that a good experienced coach can bring to the picture, and um, I'd love to work with you, but if I'm not the right coach for you, then please Google coaches in your area. Go to findyourcoach.com, findyourcoach.com. Um, go to the uh, websites that um, certify coaches and look for coaches in those databases. There are so many ways to find great, great, great coaches, okay? Ask around. Ask your successful friends because odds are if they're successful, they've had a coach, okay? Um, ask them who their coach is. So find somebody to work with, somebody that you have synergy with. And um, note, too, that I do 
in most cases, if I see that we're a good match based on what you're going through and where you're at in your life, I do offer a complimentary 30-minute session. So there's no obligation. I mean, how can you... You know, how can you screw up on that, right? We'll just talk for 30 minutes, see if there's synergy between us, and if I think I can help you, and I will be 100% honest, believe me, because your success is my success. So I'm not going to take on something that is bound to be a failure in my eyes. So mistake number five, no marketing budget. Okay, I know money gets tight. I know, been there, done that. I understand but if you got an idea, even if you're in business already and you have a new idea, it's got to be marketed. We have to find a way to get it out there to the masses. Now, there are low-budget ways to do it, and depending on the amount of growth and what you're looking at, what your product or service is, you know, it can cost very, very little to market. But if you have a website, you know what? You need search engine optimization. And that doesn't come free to the degree to actually send you business. Maybe you need pay-per-click, PPC campaigns. Um, you certainly have to have a decent website that, that really features what to buy and why to buy it. And you need marketing materials. You need social media consultants. And yes, you can do social media on your own if you know how, right? Okay, but... Most, I'll tell you, most of the clients who come to me really don't know a ton about social media. And thank goodness I've had so many clients, especially recently, who have a real knack for it, a real knack for it. So it's just delightful to watch them grow once we can work together and I can help them understand the gist of it. So, you know, advertising budgets for products, these things are so important. So how do we keep it real? Because that's what I say. We have to keep it real, but just outside of the, the bounds of current reality, you know? So, like, we always have something to reach for. We always are reaching for that infinite possibility, but with a measure of logic behind it, okay? Well, I've got kind of some questions here, some some steps you can follow, and I call this Dreams to Reality Balancing. And um, it's a strategy to find the balance between your dreams and hopes and your reality without snuffing the dreams and hopes because please I don't want you to think that I'm saying be a hundred percent grounded a hundred we have to reach outside of our comfort zones to be successful we have to so think about this while while we go into this final break what is your next big idea or your next move in your business okay if you're not currently a business owner an entrepreneur or a solopreneur then think about what are you changing this year what's your next big move and status quo I'll tell you if you are in business doesn't usually work it's not a good thing in business so you got to have a next move so whether it's a new product a new service a new business partner a new business altogether I have three steps coming up that will help you to evaluate whatever that is to you and um, and kind of you know keep it just real enough to increase the odds and increase the hope of seeing you be very very successful in 2014 that is my hope for you after this show and we'll go through those in the last segment here and then I'll end the show with a powerful question and a link to where you can learn more
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Goals, objectives, business and action plans. How important are they for me to manage? Whether you're an executive, entrepreneur, or maybe you're just someone looking to advance your career and want to be confidently prepared for your future, business and life coach Carmen Carosa can help you remove obstacles and move forward in the right direction. Carmen is known as the real-world coach for a reason. His no-nonsense style along with an innate ability to form connections with people gives you a unique opportunity to see higher and further than ever before. We live and work in an ever-changing, complicated world that can leave us with questions about every decision we make. Join host Carmen Carosa, business and life coach, on Forward Motion every Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern on the Rockstar Radio Network. You will realize dreams and aspirations you thought were out of reach. Chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. All right, so I promised you three steps for you to, to help you keep it kind of real, okay? Because I think it's important to some degree. And number one is... Look at the odds. Occasionally, you're going to see stories about overnight successes, right? We all want to believe that we're going to be that overnight success. The reason that these stories, however, are newsworthy and the reason that you see them in publications like the one I write for over at Inc. is because they're rare. There are very few overnight success stories out there. Overnight typically means three to four years, okay? It's not literal. So can yours be the exception? Sure. But it would mean that some extremely rare circumstances have presented themselves. And, um, you know, things like large orders that are a potential or signing that huge client that you haven't signed but you've been courting for six months, those things are not rare. Those things happen all the time. So, and even if they do happen, the impact is usually far less than what the entrepreneur hopes for and expects. I've seen businesses that have seen an increase in sales after being picked up by, by big box stores, and, and they can still be struggling. So, remember, with added sales comes added expenditures. So, with that plan, 
you can make these these breaks really count. But look at the app and look at the odds. Distance yourself from the new set of circumstances and view these opportunities with that bird's eye view, okay, that critical eye. Be honest in determining, do the stars really have to magically align in my favor or is this, do I have facts? Do I have grounded facts and statistics to back me up here? Tangible proof, okay? Too many entrepreneurs become preoccupied, sometimes for years, with unlikely opportunities causing them to neglect their business and miss other more likely and beneficial scenarios. I once worked with a woman very briefly because she was so hung up on the fact that Myers stores wanted to pick up her product the one that she couldn't afford to manufacture, okay, because she put all of her money, which was a second mortgage, unfortunately, into the prototype and the marketing and the packaging. So she went for years all hung up that Myers wants to buy this, Myers wants to buy this. Well, guess what? Myers never bought it. So be real. Mm, Needed some water there. Thanks. Um, Keep things moving. Again, we talked about this a little bit, but when a game-changing prospect, investor, or opportunity arises, don't turn that blind eye on your business, okay? Keep some balance. Entrepreneurs tend to drop everything to entertain new possibilities, neglecting their current business needs and plans, and this is never good. It only leaves you with another mess to clean up if this game-changing plan doesn't pan out. So again, schedule, plan. Do your best to maintain the status quo, at least. You don't have to necessarily grow your business during these periods of time where you're exploring other opportunities that look very promising. But maintain status quo. You know, I've had a lot of business owners I've seen on Facebook, oops, oops, sorry, I've disappeared for so long, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't want to do that, okay? You're going to have to add extra hours, I know, ouch, or enlist extra help to to maintain status quo. If you have to, that's what you have to do. But don't don't break what is working, okay? I like to play a little game, this what if game, I call it. What if? Two favorite questions are what if, and, in, and insert the worst possible thing you can imagine happens, okay? What if this opportunity doesn't pan out? And in response to your answer, Let's say your answer turns out to be, oh, I don't know what to do after that. I won't know where to take my business. I won't know which direction to turn. Okay? Now ask yourself the second question. Is that really, really, really true? Okay? Most of the times, if not all of the time for some people, our imaginations get the best of us. And we base our decision-making on these fear-based thoughts. Oh, my gosh, it'll be the end of my world. And it's never, ever true. Okay? So drill down to the truth by asking yourself those two questions. What if the worst I can imagine happens? Okay? Barring death. Right? And is that really, really, really true? Drill down by asking those questions over and over. And if you're honest with yourself, you'll find that even your worst fears are highly unlikely to occur in the way your imagination would have you believe. So get to the place of reality-based thinking and create your strategy from there, okay? Reality-based thinking, again, I don't mean just looking at things and saying they can't or won't get better because they will and they can. 
but don't get lost in something that's not working, basically. Okay, you're an entrepreneur, and part of your job is to dream big, so don't ever stop. Just learn to find balance between your dreams and your reality. Always keep your mind open to those infinite possibilities while maintaining what is working in the present. And remember that the world is your oyster, but you have to cast that net really wide and far and, and smart, okay? And, and yes, anything is possible. I want you to remember that. So I have one more little list of, of um, tips here that I'd like to go through at the end of our, you know, we're at the end of our show here, but I think I have time to do this. Yeah, I do. I have time. Okay. It leads to another powerful question. You know, there's something about the new year that just gives us hope. Okay. I get a chance to start over again. And again, is that reality based? Not really. It's just a turning of a calendar, but we see a lot of wonderful inspirational posts and articles on creating new and next goals, next level goals for the new year. And I'm a sucker for that kind of thing because I like to have my annual process in place. And, you know, I've always mapped out what I've called my 10 most wanted lists. What are the things that I most want to change in the new year and how will I do it? Now, only only one to three of those things are bigger things, okay? The other things might be smaller things. So, you know, but still, I would aim for the sky. And needless to say, disappointment was right around the corner because I'm human too. And I was not always and am not always in that 8% of people who succeed in all their goals. Okay. So this year, what I did was instead of that 10 most wanted, I said, who do I have to be? Who do I have to be to make this work? So I listed my dreams and goals. Then I asked, how does this goal fit into my life and to my business plan? Does it take me off path? Will it enhance my life or add to the bottom line in my business? Many of my goals just didn't fit that big picture vision, okay? They were just things I thought I should do. I should be more visible. I should blog more. You know what? I write for Inc. Magazine once a week, and, and, and so I don't blog on my website. Do I want to change that? Always. Is it realistic that I'm going to find the time to do it? Not. You know, so do, you know, another thing that I put on there last, last year was um, to start volunteering. Okay, do I really need to take on more volunteer work? You know, no, I don't. Um, did I really have to attend three network me- networking meetings every single month? No, I didn't. It was it's what I thought I should have to do. So, you know, even though I thought they would serve me well, they didn't. And so I transitioned. Who would I have to be to make this happen? Do, who do I have to be? And that question opened the door to exploration, imagination, and, and yeah, even some new hope. For, for the changes that I wanted to create. So I explored the reasons that some of my important quote-unquote goals remained undone. And when I explored the one thing on my list that was most important to me, I learned that I had to become a person who was willing to ask for help, willing to share my dream, and expand upon this already sizable goal. And so one of the things I wanted to do for many, many, for a lot of time, is um, is to do my women's conference, make it happen. 
And I realized that, yes, I had to ask for help. I had to share my dream with someone. And so instead of letting me sit there another year undone, because I had this dream for two years in a row and it didn't happen, in 2013, I approached a friend and peer who I thought would be an amazing, an amazing partner just for this event. And remember, my talk about partnerships, okay? It was just for this event, and we had a blast. We made it happen. We had 100 women live at our event, which is unheard of for a first event, okay? We made a profit, which is unheard of for a first event. And that those simple questions, this simple question of who do I have to be to make this happen, got me out of that left logical thinking, right? That left brain logical thinking into my right creative brain. And after writing and thinking and a bit of talking to myself, I realized that I didn't want to do it alone. And so I shared it and I asked for help. And Deb DeSandro was happy as can be to jump on board and uh, we share the responsibilities and we share the success and we shared everything about this event. And it was an amazing, amazing event for us and for all of the attendees. So who do I have to be to make this happen? Okay. And be real. Can you be that person? You know, I'm working on something right now that I had planned that I, I realized, you know what, that's not who I am. I am not going to do this particular task every single week because I know that that's just not who I am. And so I have to find a different way to make this happen or shift my thinking altogether. So very important secret little questionnaire. Who do I have to be to make this happen? Well, I am so glad that you joined me today and I hope that you found this presentation helpful. And if you have any questions, you know where to reach me, Marla at Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A dot com. Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Also find me on Twitter and Facebook, Marla Tabaka and LinkedIn as well. And I sure do look forward to hearing your feedback and what you'd like to hear in the future. And uh, certainly if you'd like to work with me, I look forward to hearing from you. This is Marla Tabaka on the Million Dollar Mindset. And I hope to see you here next week where we'll have another fun topic. Oh, and I promised you a link. Please go to ink.com. Uh-oh, let me see if I can find this to squeeze it in. If not, I'm going to put it over on Facebook. at Mar- Here we are, ink.com slash Marla-Tabaka slash Three keys to making change manageable. And there's a hyphen between each of those words. The number three keys to making change manageable. Check it out. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 